Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Welcome back. Hello. A long <laughs> Sorry, Jason, I forgot you were still there. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. It has we'll been a long then. layoff. Why don't you tell everybody what we're doing tonight? Well, we got a lot of stuff to go over. Uh, we've had a few, a few UFC events, a couple boxing matches that's happened in the last, what, how long has it been since we've been on? Couple. Uh, I think it's been a full now. month. It's been yeah, almost a full a month. month. And, but yet there's been a lot of crap that's gone on in our lives in the last month. I've been dealing yeah, with all these know. fires here. Uh, you seem to get those well, every year I, down there. What's that? Every year down there, the last three years in a row. No, last four years in a row. Four years. Well, count. We had that, we had the big fires in fifteen. We had fires in sixteen, seventeen, and now eighteen. Yeah. We today was our first day. Clear day in three weeks with no smoke. Wow. I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that your mom got back into her house. Definitely. And then hell that was two and a half weeks ago. You and I were gonna try to do a show. That would have been a really good show because we'd have been right in, you know in person with each other, but that didn't work because we had, we were helping you I was helping you move till almost midnight. That's true. That is true. How's the new house? I uh, love it. You got a lot of space. Uh, it's usually sunny up here, but you never know. Um, it's not smoky like it is down there, so that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we're on the tail end of all this crap. I think so. It seems to be winding down. Well, I heard today, I got the Nixle report, that they are evacuating Pillsbury because the fire is pushed into the Pillsbury Basin. Yeah. It's threatening all the homes right around Lake Pillsbury now. So it's moving north. Lake Pillsbury. I'll tell you what, that is a beautiful area. You and I have been up there. I used to camp up there every year when I was in high school. My buddies and I yep. spent a week, uh, spring break, we, we went up there for the whole week. And uh, we'd go up there and go fishing in the mornings. Um, I don't remember what we did at night. You know, it could have had something to do with barbecuing and like, drinking, and even though we might not have been 21, but I don't remember very well. Um, stuff like that. You know, typical guy. If I, if, if I know you back in the day, I know you don't drink anymore. But if I know you, um, I... There might have been a small possibility that alcohol might have been involved. I think so, yes. And, and there was a couple of times when some bears would actually come into our camp. One time a bear stole one of our ice chests. And one of the guys in the camp went chasing after the bear because that ice chest just so happened to have all the beer and actually got the ice chest back. Oh, I thought you were going to I thought you were talking about your and I camping trip, but that wasn't our 
twenty. With my yeah, mom. yeah, that was much later, much later. <laughs> so we haven't been on for about a month, but there's been a ton of MMA going on, and there's been some very, very good MMA going on. Uh, but first, the first thing I want to talk about before we get into was it last weekend? I don't know if it was last weekend. Was the pay per view? Um, let's see. Was that last pay per view? Yeah, that was you know, not that long ago. I have to be honest. I haven't watched a lot of MMA or boxing. I've just been so damn busy. I'm getting the kids more. So. And then, yeah, it was last weekend. Was the big UFC pay per view? But the weekend before that, July 28th, there was a. So it really wasn't that long ago. Just a couple weeks ago. Um, was a big main card or a big uh, not main card, sorry Fox card, and they did they went up to Canada. The main event was Dustin Poirier versus Eddie Alvarez. They had some very very good fights on that card. Jose Aldo fought. Uh, Johanna Indeshev versus Tisha Torres fought. To see who else was on it. Jordan Mean, main sorry, but he's a big Canadian guy, been around forever, but he's really really young. So that was kind of cool. Um, oh, man. Ross Pearson was there. Alexis Davis was there. Caitlin Chukagian. Nina Ansaroff and Random Marcos was, were on the card, too. That was pretty cool. It was it, it was a good card, you know, it was, and especially for free. But the main event, and you haven't seen that main event yet? No, it's, I still have it recorded, and I have not watched the card yet. But go ahead and spoil it for me since we're talking about it. I mean, I'll still go back and watch it just for good entertainment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to love that fight. Um, you know, there was a big lead-up to that one because they fought the first time. Um, Dustin looked really good in the first round, kind of kind of spent all his energy trying to take Eddie out. Didn't quite take him out. Eddie kind of bounced back, came back into that fight, and he got – Dustin down in round two and threw a couple of knees that were very, very illegal. And they called it a no contest because Dustin couldn't go on. So neither guy won, neither guy lost. It was kind of a wasted fight. You know, they basically, it was it was brutal. Very, very good fight. Well, this one looked about the same. Um, Dustin, Dustin took Eddie... Kind of hurt Eddie a little bit. Then Eddie really hurt Dustin near the end of... It was in round two again. And Eddie had Dustin down in a very, very bad position against the fence. And problem is, as Eddie's on top, he threw a 6-12 to 12 elbow. Which, as we all know, you can't throw 6-12 to 12 elbows in MMA, correct? Correct. So, referee Goddard... Stood him up, took a point away. I don't know if he took a point away from Eddie, but he warned him. Listen, you can't throw a 6-12. to 12. So now, Eddie had him down, was hurting him, but he lost the position. They get up. Dustin caught him with a good one. Dustin ended up winning by TKO when Dustin was in a really bad spot. So, it, it was kind of a nail-biter, man. It was Those guys were brawling. It was not... It was not a fucking boring fight at all. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I, I wish I could have watched that card. 
Um, I watched uh, one or two prelims off of it, and I, I haven't gotten back to it yet. No, um, it was a good card. I was really looking forward to on that card was watching Johanna. Yeah. And that I, one, like I said, um, there was not a whole lot to that fight, you know. Um, Johanna beat Tisha Torres. Now, it was 30-27 all around. Every judge called it that. It was not – Johanna didn't blow her out of the water by any means. She never really hurt her. Actually, Tisha got the best shot in of the night. She clipped her and actually rocked Johanna for for a little bit there at the end of round two. That might have been the end of round one. I think that might have been the problem for her when as soon as she caught her with a big right hand, that's all she went for after that, and it, it really never really happened again. Um, Tisha's just, you know, Tisha's really short. Johanna's very, very good. She's taller. She used her length well and kind of lit her up later on. Didn't hurt her, though. Tisha walked through everything Johanna threw at her. It was very impressive. Just She just lost. Although she didn't get blown out, she never got hurt, she never really did anything besides clip her one time. So it proves she can she can hang with the best. She just can't beat the best, unfortunately. Yeah, but if you can hang with the best, sometimes that gives you better fights. Knowing that that and the way, you know what? It also shows you that in any given night, she could probably beat them if if all the cards fall in the right the right way, you know. I mean, I know there's talent involved, but anyone can throw a lucky right, a lucky left, a lucky uppercut, and catch someone just the right way to put them asleep. That's true. I mean, that's all you really need. You, I know some fighters, that's all they bank on. Boxers yes. included. Deontay Wilder. Very true. The perfect, Deontay Wilder is a perfect example. You watch his fight. Uh-huh. He's not a very technically sound boxer, dude. Not at all. But he's got so much power. He's got that George Foreman factor, George factor. But when you watch, okay. when you that hammer, he's driving that nail in in one shot. And you're done. He's never been beat, but he just doesn't have what you want to call any technique. So he relies on that one punch, combos, that if he can get it in. I want to – MMA is the same way. There's just guys out there – I mean, you could be caught at any point. Yes. Well, the other so, big fight there was Jose Aldo coming back. He took on Jeremy Stevens, and Jeremy, as we all know, wants to tell everybody how good he is, how much he's going to knock everybody out because he's so strong, this and that. And it, it really, I don't know if anybody else buys into that crap, but every time Jeremy talks about how good he is, he seems to lose. He did it, um, I remember there was a big press conference a while ago when Conor McGregor was fighting Jose Aldo the first time, asking Conor McGregor was asking, who's going to be next after I beat this guy? And Jeremy Stevens piped up saying he's going to be next. He, that was when the real famous Conor quote 
who the fuck is this guy came out. Right. And everybody laughed at Jeremy. And then Jeremy goes and gets beat that night. And this time he's fighting Jose Aldo. You know, he could have, he literally could have put his name on the map had he beaten Jose. Instead, what Jeremy did was he kind of hurt him for like a, a little bit. And then Jose just proceeded to land a really good body shot. And Jeremy basically quit. He just doubled over and quit. And that was the fight. It, it was like a, it wasn't even a round. Well, I mean, that happened. It happened to Jeremy Stevens a lot, but. I just love the guys that talk all the shit and they can't back it up. And they get rocked. Now, did we talk about Invicto last time or no? You know, dude, it's been so long. I can't remember what we're talking about. Now, but you're okay. also talking. You're also talking to a guy that drinks a lot of beer. So I'll probably, I forget crap that happened two days ago. <laughs> I know, Invicto was last was actually in June. It was the tail end of June. They had this big Invicta fight, and one of, one of the matches was Jinu Fry versus Mina Grisander, and it was for the vacant atomweight title. And it was a very, very good fight. Nina basically handled Jin Yu Fry for four out of five rounds. And 100% handled her for three out of five. Nina got taken down in one round and got lit up a little bit, but did very good. Nina actually threw up, I think, seven, five submission attempts from the bottom. Didn't catch any of them, but kept putting her in danger. She still lost the round handily, but it was a good round. And I think she won four out of five rounds. The announcers agreed that Mina won that fight, both announcers, actually. Um, everybody watching the fight, 99% of the people agreed Mina Grisander won that fight. The judges did not agree, however. The judges, one judge gave it to Mina Grisander. The other two judges gave it to... Jin Frey for some reason and nobody actually knows why because that's a horrible, horrible judging. Um, one of the worst decisions I've, I've ever seen. So I was I was quite upset by this one. Um, one of your friends, not friends, but one lady I know you like was Heather Jo Clark. She came back and got a win, a big win that night. So that was a big deal for her. There were some very good fights that night. But that main event just ruined it for me because of the scoring. The judges were dog shit. Not one of those fucking judges should ever be near an MMA fight again because it was horrible. Horrible. Mina kept pushing uh, Junior Fry against the fence, landing big shots, never let Junior Fry do anything for most of that fight, and still lost. So a couple of days later, I see on Instagram and Twitter that Jinya Frey's husband is going around telling everybody how good his wife did and this and that and how real MMA people know that she won. And I, I messaged him. I said, hey, you know, I watched that fight. I don't, I don't think she won. Um, it was a good fight, and, and nothing against her. She, she lost the fight. And he popped off with, who the fuck are you to me? And wow, I came back. Yeah, I came back with, well, you know, I've been watching MMA long, longer than you've been alive almost. 
for one. For two, you are a sub-500 fighter that doesn't fight anymore that uses his wife as his meal ticket because you suck. So there's <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So naturally, I got blocked for that. And not, not I mean, Ryan, how dare you, right? I don't like you. That don't sound like you because you're actually – you don't like confrontation. You're a really nice guy. You don't go off on people. No, no. I don't, not Brian. I don't, I don't mind confrontation. I'm not a big fan of it, especially when you're talking MMA. If you and another person don't agree, there's a lot of, there's a lot of space for you to not agree and have fun with it. Like you and I don't right. agree on stuff. We don't agree a lot of times, especially on boxing, and we have a great time not agreeing, you know? Well, that's how some of the best conversations are had is by two people who don't agree can really have a good conversation about not agreeing. You remember back when we were with um, the other radio station? I do. And I think it was me and Dom that night. We were talking. I want to say we were talking Tyson. I think so. And me and him just – you um, you didn't say anything for like 20 minutes. I thought I, we didn't know where you went. You didn't chime in at all. Yeah. You just let us go. We just yeah. got into a heated debate. I mean, voices weren't raised. Uh, we weren't no, cutting no. each other out. But me and Dom got complimented by Brian Bauer, um, you know, who we were on the, you know, uh, his radio station. He goes, that was some of the yeah. best. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Debate. Some of the best debate without, I don't even think we've said a lot of cuss words either. We just no. were both passionate about the subject we were talking about, but we both had good points to back to back up our what we were saying. It was definitely fun, yeah. Um, yeah, no, you and I don't, yeah, we don't agree on, we don't agree on a lot of things. Yeah. And you can have fun with it. And this guy, he just, everybody that disagreed with him, oh, my wife countered effectively. Well, not really. Your wife countered by getting held up against the cage, which is octagon control, getting popped left and right, which is, you know, better striking, and basically getting handled. She got outstruck, outworked, outgrappled, and yet she won because the judges were stupid. You know, don't go bragging about it. Even at, even when they announced the winner of the fight, she was looking around like me, and they asked her, How, "What do you think about this?" She's, "I don't really know. I mean, I didn't. I don't really know what to say." And that you know, she knew she lost the fight. So what you do in that situation, if the judges gift you a fight, now this is not her fault. I don't blame her one bit. Her husband might be a fucking idiot, but you don't blame her one bit for that, right? No, so you can't. What, my husband would be a dick. Well, he's just an idiot. I mean, even he had nothing to do with the decision. And, well, you know, he might have he might have paid him off. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. Paid him off with his wife's money because he doesn't make any. Um, you know, that's neither here nor there. But what they do in that situation is say, hey, that was a terrible decision. I don't know that I won the fight. I'm not going to say I lost, but I don't know that I won. I, I need to offer her an immediate rematch because not only her, but all the fans that pay for us to fight deserve it. 
That's the right thing yeah, to I... do. And and I kid you not, Jason, this is no shit. If Invicta does not give Mina Grisander an immediate rematch, I promise you, and I mean this, I will not watch another Invicta fight ever. Now, I know you've had conversations, and we've had her on our show. It's been a while. We, mm-hmm. I would love to get her back on to actually talk about this issue and this issue only. But yeah, have you had any conversations with Shannon Knapp over this? No, because I was I was um, actually really upset about this. Um, not that it's Shannon's fault either. You know, she doesn't control the judges either. So all she can do no, is she, make a bet, make can, a rematch. Can voice her opinion about the judges and maybe uh, go back and rewatch the fight and say, "What are you guys seeing here?" Because you guys are blind. Yeah, she should. You know, she's the president of the company. She really should make sure those judges do not ever get near her cage again, because that was no. terrible. The whole night, it was really bad judging all night. A lot of the fights went the right way. But by split decisions that you're like, why was that a split decision? What was that one judge seeing that everybody else in the world didn't see? So it, it's not the best. Um, I might message her these next couple of weeks, see if we can get her on, or maybe even Mina Grisander. I did a, um, as you recall, she did an interview with us through the email because they're on, she's in a much different time zone. And right. I would bet we could do another one with her. And she was very complimentary of Jen Frey. She said, you know, I think I won, but Jen's a tough woman. And then her husband came out and said, Jen Frey, again, said, this is the funniest part. He said he took a couple of Icelandic, um, what was it? Oh, God. Courses, not, a, not like a college course. But phrases, he, he took a, an, a course in Icelandic phrases, and he knew that they were talking shit about Jin Frey on the way back. When, if you don't speak a language, you don't know what anybody's saying. If you don't speak the language, just because you know a couple of phrases does not mean you speak the language, nor can you translate it accurately. So, no. yeah, that's what, what is that, point number four, proving that guy's an asshole? Pretty much. Yeah, so number five, I got a good number five here. He went on to complain saying Mina made sure that she smelled bad, and that was another way she that Mina tried to cheat that night was because she went in there trying to make sure she smelled bad. Her personal hygiene was bad. And that is just ridiculous for this guy to be saying. So... As you can see, I am not a fan of this guy. I posted a lot about him on Twitter. And there was a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon of, yeah, that guy's a, a punk. Uh, a very, very subpar fighter that never beat anybody with even half a winning record himself. And it was like one of those cans you use when you got a fighter that's not very good, but you just want to get him some wins. And Doug Gray right. was one of those guys. He was a cans can. So now, and UFC, yeah, UFC's got a country that you and I do not like it when they go there because the judges are very biased. 
UFC puts a lot of their country country guys in these uh, in these cards. And that was game, that would be really... Brazil. Brazil. Every you time I go both to Brazil. Agree. Yeah. If you're fighting a Brazilian in Brazil, you have to finish him or pretty much you're not going to win the fight. And you and I have both uh agreed that next Anytime UFC goes back to Brazil, neither one of us will watch the neither the one neither one of us will watch the card. It's not fun. It really isn't. It's like it's ridiculous. It's, what's the point of watching something when you know it's kind of rigged towards the the hometown guy? You know that just makes no sense. No, I don't, no, it makes no sense. But yeah, so that, that's my that's my rant. Um, about Invicta, and it's not really so much towards Invicta, but really, really, really poor judging. And it just it's just stupid. Get fucking judges that aren't idiots. I mean, I'm not saying I can do it either. I, I, I don't know that I could be a judge. I am sure in that case I could have been a better judge than any one of those three people. I, I am 100% positive that I would have been no. a better judge than those people. You couldn't be a judge. Oh, yeah, I could. And this is why. I, no, you couldn't. You have oh, too many yes, fans. You, but you have too many. You're a fan of too many people. So, with that being said, you, don't you think you'd be a little biased towards the people, by the, to the fighters that you really, really like? No, no, because you know what? Um you can put that aside if you're not a complete asshole. You can put that kind of stuff aside. Now, when you're just watching it for fun, I there was a few guys that I hated. I fucking hate Daniel Cormier. But I never once in my life said he wasn't a good fighter. No, I, I don't like uh, the guy that just retired either. Who just retired? And now he's a he's a commentator. Oh, Bisping, yeah, yeah. I you know me. I don't like Michael Bisping at all. No, not at all. I I don't like him. I just don't like what he stands for. Just like That's you, you funny, don't like you, you, don't, hate, you. You hate that guy, actually. Mm-hmm. I hate him so much I forgot his goddamn name. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that guy. He's not my I favorite, but he's a good fighter. But you know, anytime you, even though a, I'm not every a fan, time fought, I went against him. Yeah, just like you do with Daniel Cormier. Uh, you'll never, you'll never root for him. I'll never root for him, but I'll tell you if he's winning. Um, now, now as for Bisping, I don't really like him, but I'm pretty objective when he's fighting. When he fought Anderson Silva, I thought he won the fight. It was a little controversial, but I was like, hey, I think Bisping won that fight. And sure enough, he won oh. He won that fight. Oh, no, I know he did. I was just up in arms, hooting and hollering, throwing fist, fist pumps everywhere when, he, when they said he lost. I was, just, I was cracking yeah. up. You know, like he should have lost that fight. He really should have because Anderson had him basically knocked out. I mean, Bisping literally got hit with that knee, and, and honestly, 
he sat down in the cage. He sat down on the floor. And Anderson, instead of following up, decided to walk away because he thought, I just knocked him out. I don't want to hurt him anymore. Walked away. And there was like 15 more seconds in the round. Anderson had him to where he would have hit him a couple more times. The ref would have stopped it. And the ref was asking Silva, hey, what are you doing? Go back. And Silva just totally ignored it. So it kind of ruined what would have been a big win for Anderson Silva. But Bisping fought back and did, did a good job. I mean, I know you hated it when Daniel Cormier knocked, knocked out Stipe Moasic. Yeah, I yes, wasn't too yes, good happy that one. Yes, I finally got his name right. No, you didn't, but you were closer than normal. But you, you almost I, got it right. I probably now I probably mispronounced his last name because I always I always I always used to call him Stipe. No, no idiot, yeah. Stipe. <laughs> yeah, it, it is Stipe Neosic. Whatever. But again, you're closer but, than normal. Yeah, well, that's not saying much. <laughs> uh, hey, neither neither one of us say we can pronounce all these names. I know you, you've mentioned it probably a hundred times on the show. I know I'm going to butcher this, but and here we go. Yeah, this isn't our, our job, ladies and gentlemen. If I was getting paid for this, I would spell that shit out phonetically every time I had to say a name <laughs> to make sure I didn't mess it up. But since I'm not getting uh, paid for this, and I'm here because this is actually very fun for me. Um, I, I don't think I'd want to get paid for this because then it wouldn't be as fun. Not that getting paid is boring, but then you then it's a lot more pressure. Right now, this is just you and I can do whatever we want. We can say whatever the fuck we want to say, and we can just have a good time, and that's that's the best thing in the world. Oh, most definitely. But even though, with that being said, don't you think I would love to sit back and have my own talk show and get paid for it and get these big-time interviews and talk football all day long? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... That would not be a dream job? Well, maybe not football, but yeah. Um... Oh, I, that's my <laughs> – outside of baseball, that's my favorite sport. So, we're off of uh, Invicta now. A little side tangent. I did see a really cool Facebook video on boxing knowledge. I think you might be interested in this. It was about seven minutes long of every one of Marvin Hagler's knockouts. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Marvin Hagler only lose the one fight? As far as I know. Wow. Imagine what would happen if that guy came out now. You know, honestly, I even think all those old-time fighters, Hagler, Hearn, Sugar Ray Leonard, um, Mike Tyson, George Foreman, Durant. Durant, um, Yeah, you you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't forget Durant. I mean, all those great um, back when we were first Chavez. getting into boxing. Yeah, Chavez, Whitaker, oh man, Mosley, Nunn. Oh, remember Iran uh, Barkley? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the guy that came up right after uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. Um, I'm drawing a blank here. He actually. De La Hoya. De, no, no, no. Uh, De La Hoya. There was another one. Came up after who? Um, he came in later after Julio, Julio actually ran that division for years on years. Yeah. Um, well, he might have been in a different weight class. Hector Camacho. Oh, Hector was around when Julio was, was in his heyday. They just didn't fight till later on. Oh. But no, yeah. Hector, I, 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 still... I was a big fan of Hector Camacho. Oh, so was I. But in retrospect, yes, what got me into boxing was Tyson. Mm-hmm. I mean, vividly into boxing. My dad got me into yeah. boxing because of Sister Ray Leonard. But I was still too young, really, to appreciate good he really was. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to – I mean, we liked him back then, but he, we didn't understand what really what he was doing. We didn't understand really what Durant – or Duran and um, all the other guys we just named outside of Tyson. Because, I mean, all those guys were you know, boxing. Unfortunately, with Duran, he turned into kind of a joke for us, our age guys, because all we caught was the no moss where, you know, Duran quit. What was that, fight number two with Leonard or fight number one? Where Duran yeah, just kind of quit right in the fight. And... I think that was fight number one. They had three fights, right? They actually fought three times. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think they fought three times, but regardless, it was kind of like, he was like a joke because we were that age. Um, And we didn't see all all the guys that Duran really crushed. No, but he was still a great fighter, right? Yes. Very much so. But, I mean, some of the most iconic boxing matches that you can watch, Hagler and Hearn, two guys, man, you're going to end up, it's just a brawl when they get another, I mean, they're just, you don't see boxing matches like that anymore. No. Roberto Duran fought 119 times. Mm-hmm. I remember when Mike Tyson came up. And if you go back and look at all of his fights, came up. He was fighting once a month. That's unheard of anymore. Yeah. He, um, Roberto Duran, he lost to Leonard. Well, he beat Leonard. He beat Leonard the first time. Lost the next two. He took Marvin Hagler uh, to a decision. He lost it. But um, he lost, or he beat Leonard the first time. Hagler lost three fights. I thought he only lost one. Talking about this a, a while ago. And I actually yeah. had Tyson in my, in my pound for pound top 10. Yeah. Actually, I went back and watched some of, a lot of his fights. I actually mm-hmm. have to take him out of it. Tyson? Yeah, I do. 
And the, okay. and the only reason I got to take him out, this is my only reason, is he can't beat guys he, that has beat him. He never avenged the loss, did he? No, he never avenged the loss. And that's the only okay. reason I have to take him out of my pound for pound. Muhammad that Ali makes sense. Muhammad Ali's been beat. But he yeah. always came back and beat the guy that beat him. Sugar Ray's yeah. been beat. But he always came back and he answered the call and beat the guy that beat him. Not always, but uh, sometimes. Great fighters usually do. Mike Tyson yeah, never Sugar had. Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard only lost three fights. You know, and he never avenged the last two because those were those were Hector Camacho and Terry Norris. Sugar Ray never yeah, fought but. after that, but he did take out Roberto Duran. And near the end, he took Thomas Hearns to a draw, maybe nine. But Hearns won that fight. Even Sugar Ray admitted this was like twenty years later. He admitted he said, "You know what? I did lose that fight." Hearns. Knocked Leonard down twice in that fight and dominated most of it. Dominated. But typical Leonard, near the very end, Leonard came back and almost almost stopped Hearns. I think in the last round or, or round 11. And didn't knock him down, but, you know, he literally had him. Hearns had no idea where he was for a while. He just, he rocked him big time. Hearns couldn't even stand up. Um but it was a great fight, and that, that was '89, near the end of both their careers. But uh, yeah, that's you remember when when uh, Sugar Ray made like that little fl- or comeback after he beat Hagler in '87. Yep. Yeah, um, but exciting fighter, man. So I got the joys. It was on ESPN. I want to say it was about a month ago, and they showed two fights back to back. Full fight. Yes. I can set down, because I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, the first fight, which broke Tyson's 19-fight knockout streak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy took him the distance. Yeah. Um, I want to say his name was Dillis. I can't remember the guy's name to save my life. But the following fight after that was a title fight. Okay. It was against Buster Douglas. This is the one that was in Japan, Tokyo. Yes. 91? 91 or 92. Yeah. Okay. We all know Tyson kind of went downhill after his trainer died. Not only was he his trainer... His father, an amazing man to Tyson. Let's just put it that way. And Somebody had a, and had a great box. About, yeah, Cuss actually cared about Tyson beyond boxing instead of, oh, mm-hmm. let's say Don King, who just cared about his money. Well, Don King is just a promoter. Let's just get that yeah. out of the way now. That's all Don King is. Yeah. It, all those promoters are is out for they're out for to make a, a quick buck. And that was easy to do with Tyson. 
coincidentally, those basically what you're saying is promoters are pieces of shit. And coincidentally, yep. Douglas Frey is promoting his wife, so that makes him a bigger piece of shit than a normal promoter. So I right. That out there. No, it's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And Don King, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Why? Because it looks like he stuck his finger in a fucking light socket. I wouldn't trust that guy to mow my lawn. But, so I watched that fight, and I watched it with my best friend, my next-door neighbor. Um, but we had the music turned up. So we weren't able to listen to any commentary. You know, I honestly mm-hmm. forgot how good of a fight that really was. It was a good fight. Great fight. Yes, Tyson got beat. But you know what? Tyson looked really, really good up until that point. Buster Douglas. But Tyson actually won the fight. Well, yes, no, technically Tyson he won that fight. Because he technically the won judge the judge didn't start counting until he was already on the ground for four seconds. Yeah. When Tyson knocked Douglas down in round nine, round eight or something like that. Seven. Tyson actually, yeah, Tyson walked around him or something. And the the referee had to go around. And like you said, he didn't start counting until three. And Buster made it up at nine, barely. Now, pattern with Tyson. Tyson's a little bit, a little bit shorter than, let's say, your average heavyweight. They say he was 5'11", but I think he was more 5'10". And a lot of people say, oh, what's an inch? An inch may, may, is, a, is a big deal when you're talking boxing like that. Yeah. Buster Douglas was six foot four. Buster Douglas came yeah. in that fight at 232 pounds. Tyson Buster came Douglas in there at 220. Buster Douglas looked good in that fight. No, no, Buster he did. Buster Douglas never looked good again, but he looked good that night. He looked good in that fight. Tyson looked good in that well, fight. Plus, Tyson's just short. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. There had a lot to fight for. First of all, he's fighting Mike Tyson in Japan. It was a worldwide show. Second yes. of all, his mom had just died. He had mm-hmm. a lot of he had a lot of turmoil. He channeled his rage. And, and we all know, dude, some people can do that. Brett Favre did it. Some people can, some people can't. Um, and you don't look down on somebody that can because that's just how they're channeling that that despair. So so uh, you know he did it, and, and that's more power to him. No, more power to him. But now Mike Tyson, I think, ends up getting beat. I want to say the tenth or the eleventh round. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention to how many rounds of a fight went on. Yeah. I was just looking at the action. Yeah. But up until the, Buster Douglas won a lot of those rounds. Don't get me wrong. If that fight would have went to a decision, Buster Douglas, I, in my mind, would have still won that fight. He kept Tyson at bay because he, you know, how, you know, you know how hard it is to come in, come in close to a guy that you need to get power on when he's got an 84-inch reach? Yep. Buster Douglas has got some long arms. But there was, there was a pattern to Tyson. He could not beat the bigger guy. 
Well, no, not not so much true because he did when he was younger. He did. No, he, he did when he was younger. Back. But he lost to Buster Douglas. He lost to Holyfield yeah. twice. He lost to Lennox Lewis. There's a pattern here. They're all about six yeah. three, six foot four. They've got a longer wingspan. They're at the same weight or heavier than Tyson. Well, Holyfield's a piece of shit, but we, we doesn't matter. I'm just talking. I you don't I, I'm, just, I'm just talking. I'm just talking just on boxing talent alone, not not personal life. Hell, Tyson was a piece of shit. If you want to go there, yeah, that's true. Tyson was a, one of the biggest pieces of shit out of them all. Well, unlike but, yeah, Holyfield was very very dirty. Everybody jumps Tyson shit for biting his ear, but Holyfield was a dirty fucking fighter. He headbutted everybody constantly, juiced up to get where he was. It just I couldn't stand that shit. I know, but I'm just but there there was a pattern with Tyson. Yes, he bought he 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 beat a lot of bigger guys back in their heyday. Yeah. Back in Tyson's heyday. I mean yeah. now okay, yeah, he beat he beat a Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes is a big boy. Larry Holmes was at the tail end of his career too, but definitely. Um, and that was hell. You want to talk how old he was? That was Muhammad Ali's sparring partner. Yeah. Um, but the guy that took him ten rounds, he was about as big as Buster Douglas was. That guy was a big boy. Yeah. Later on in Tyson's career, he could not handle the bigger guys. No, he didn't. He, he was never the same. No. After we got out of prison, and I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing any excuses. I was a Tyson fan, but I can't put yeah. Tyson by pound for pound list because he can never avenge a loss. Yeah. Now, I know you're talking about how often they fought. Those guys used to fight. Listen to this Sugar Ray Leonard. Okay, you ready? Yeah. When he came out in 77, okay, 1977, uh, February 5th was his first fight, May 14th, June 10th, uh, what is this, September 24th, November 5th, December 17th, all in 77. He took those fights. Yep. Tyson was the sixth fight in 1970, six fights in a year. The next year, he got one, two. He got 11 fights in 1978. 11 fights. He fought February, March, March, April, May, June, July. Um, the only September, thing I can think why. October, November, December. Damn, the only 11 thing I fights why. in 1978. The only thing I could think why, and actually I, I was wondering how Mike Tyson did it, and I went, went back, because there's a YouTube video. It's about 20, 22 minutes long. Yeah. And they're all on Mike Tyson's knockouts yeah. throughout his career. Actually, his first, I think, nine or ten came within the first – nine or ten wins came in the first 18 months. Yeah. But the reason I think he was able to fight so many times in a year, he was only mm-hmm. going a minute or two, and the fights were over. 
Yeah. He wasn't getting hurt. He wasn't getting touched. I bet you if you go back and look, look how long those fights were with Sugar Ray, I bet you it's kind of along the same pattern. No. Sugar Ray, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of unanimous decisions. A lot of oh, ten wow. rounds, eight six rounds. Listen That's to this, 79. No, listen to this. He fought January, February, March, April, May, June, um, August, September, <laughs> and November in 79. Now, okay, then that thinking, okay, maybe those fights ended quickly. Tyson's fights ended quickly. A lot of them were first, second, third round, third round best. Yeah. But he wasn't getting touched. I mean, he was just pummeling fools. I mean, yeah, let me take a look. Let's see what what we have for Tyson. So, hold on one second. I didn't know he had 50 fights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but look look at his first couple of years, dude. His first couple of years were insane. Yeah, I'm looking right now. So his first year was 85. He had a ton of fights in 85. Jesus Christ. See what oh, I mean? Oh, man, fucking Amazon fucked me up there. Uh-oh. You ever get that stupid congratulations you won this Amazon gift card? Yeah, now, now you got to fucking do your search all over again. Yeah. So, well, regardless, he had like 12 fights in 1985. Hold on one second. I'm going to try to pull it up here. Mike Tyson fight. No, I got it. I got it right here. So, his record for 1985, or his record all overall. So, listen to 1985. Hold on a second. So, he fought March, April, May, June, July, July. He fought eight days later in July. Yeah, seven eleven and seven nineteen. Um, those are all KOs, fast KOs. Uh, August, September, October, October, November, November, November. Three times in November of eighty five. December, yeah. December. So let's see. That is one, two, three, four, five, six. Fifteen fights in one year. Every one of them. Let me see. He did go four rounds once. Okay, four rounds was the longest he went. Um, okay, out of, those 15, out of those 15 fights, this is what's impressive. Out of those 15 fights, how many were first-round knockouts? Okay, so first round, he had one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 11 first-round knockouts. 11 out of his first 15 fights were first-round knockouts. That's and impressive. he didn't have – he didn't go the full 10 rounds until 1986, which was a year later, with James yep. Tillis. That's yep. when he that's had – That's the guy who stopped his 19-fight knockout streak. Yeah, then he took on he Mitch Green. That was Tillis. another – he fought James Tillis. He was 19-0 and with 19 knockouts. He won his first title in 86. He took out Trevor Burbick. And then he got another title, beat James Smith. 
And then um, but here's what? another impressive fact. How old was he when he when he won his first title? He was 19. Yeah, pretty young. I think he was so the James youngest. Douglas, hold on. So he got knocked out in the 12th, uh, 10th round against Buster okay. Douglas. Yep. So he came back after that fight, though, and got one, two, three, four, four wins before he left for a couple of years, as we all know. Yeah, he went to prison. Yeah. After that, he came back and just didn't do, you know, he took, lost to Holyfield a couple times. Lost to Lennox Lewis. Yeah, was, yeah, Lewis crushed him. Can you find yeah. the snake? Oh, well, I want to go back and watch this fight. Is I actually, by what I understand, it was kind of comical. Tyson fought Butterbean. No, I believe he did. Didn't he? No, no. I mean, because another one of my favorite fighters, I mean, he didn't do all that good. He's just one of my favorite actresses' uh, nephews was um, Tommy Gunn. Yeah. See, they were trying to get a fight put together. And this is kind of, Tyson, you know, he would, he was about in the middle of his career. And they were trying to get a fight put together before George took a 10-year layoff. Well, no, George was in the middle of a 10-year layoff. Before yeah. he came back to Boston, they were trying to get a fight put together with George Foreman and Mike Tyson, which never materialized. That would have been the fight of the ages, man. Okay, so Butterbean. Let's see. I'm trying to see who he fought. There's not really any great names here. No, but he was he was fun to watch. He was just a big old pile of shit. That's <laughs> all he was. Yeah, but he could throw a punch, man. Well, I bet he better be he able did, to throw a punch. He took out uh, Peter McNeely. Remember, you remember Peter McNeely? Mm-hmm. Let's see. No, I don't see Tyson at all. I thought Tyson fought Butterbean, but I... No. Okay, so let's go. We'll get back to MMA a little bit here. Before we do, I do want to talk a little bit about the passing of a terrific wrestler we all found out today. Uh, Jim the Anvil Nyhart. Uh If if any of you are wrestling fans, which I'm sure some of you are, Jim Jim Neidhart was part. The first time I saw him was part of the Heart Foundation back in the eighties. Big dude had a crazy old goatee. Was always laughing. Um, very very fun guy to watch. Pretty pretty lad on his feet for a big guy. Um, one of the best tag teams ever. The Heart Foundation. After that, he kind of went his own way when Bret Hart and him split up. Um, never found the same success. Was part of Team Canada for a while back in the WWE and WCW. Um, again, never quite the same success, but was around for a long time. His, his daughter's a, a very good wrestler in WWE right now, Natty. Um, he was just, you know, you just saw him on TV not that long ago. Very sad day for for wrestling fans. 
I mean, I think the saddest day for wrestling fans is, um, well, there was a couple, you know, there's been a couple iconic wrestlers back in the day that passed away here, I would say, in the last five years. Andre the Giant? A couple yeah. Andre was well over five years ago, Jason. Yeah. Andre was even in the 2000s. Um, Nikolai Volkov passed, passed away a couple weeks ago. That was pretty sad. Really liked Volkov. Somebody else did, too. And I can't remember who it was. Oh, yeah, Brian Christopher. Jerry the King Lawler's son died. He apparently hung himself in jail. He was having issues, obviously. Um, it's just sad when this kind of stuff... Like, you see the older guys, they go, okay, those guys are in their 60s and 70s. That you understand. When a guy that's only a couple years older than us does it, it just, you don't understand what's going on there. I mean, it, it's terrible. Well, you know, it's kind of like um, here a couple of years ago. I mean, recently, I want to say within the last, yeah, you and I have only been doing this. Uh, this is our second broadcast, broadcasting station. Yeah. And I want to say it was with um, the first broadcasting. No, it was. Cause I, I, we started the show off of that. When Kimbo sliced that. Yeah. Yes. That guy's got to say he's a little older than we are. He's, or he, I, I, he might even be younger than we are. I don't know. I think he was about our age. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. really sad when he, you know, when he passed away. Yeah. But the one, because I did watch a lot of wrestling when I was growing up. I don't follow it anymore at all, to be yeah. honest. But um, when Hulk Hogan's enemy slash tag team partner slash whatever it was, um, help me out here. <laughs> Big eighty. There's so many. You no. talking about Roddy Piper? No, no. Um, trying to fucking remember his name here. Like I said, I don't follow wrestling, so I haven't years. Well, I haven't followed wrestling since uh, um, not Brian Bosworth, but uh, another ex-football player, um, Bill Goldberg. Yeah, I that's as long that as it's been since I followed wrestling. Hey, Bill was fun. Um, oh, yeah, Bill Goldberg. Yeah, he was funnier than shit. Oh, um, you're talking about Macho Man, the Macho Man. Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, Randy Savage. Monster Man Randy Savage. That dude that, was terrific. That I actually that guy, really, I actually watched yeah. that kid when I was growing. I watched not not that kid. I watched that guy growing up. Yeah. Macho Man was great, dude. He was great at what he did. That guy was a true horse wrestler. Um, but outside my of the favorite ring, guy of he, he all time, he was a he was a fucking comedian. He was funnier than shit. Was um yeah, the guy that came, always came in. He uh, came in with the American flag all the time. I want to say hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh yeah, Duggan's awesome. Or Jim Dugan, hacksaw Jim Dugan. I think is how you pronounce his name. That guy, was just, that guy was just funny to me. 
Yeah. It reminded me of just an old hillbilly from the hills, you know, just an old mountain man is what he reminded me of. Yeah. But the guy was hilarious. I remember when he came on WCW, Duggan was. And uh, he came out one time dressed like a normal person, you know, pants and T-shirt and whatnot. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, he dropped his, he dropped the goofy demeanor, and he was actually crying and was saying how much he liked wrestling and how much he loved the audience. And uh, he said he's going to have to to leave wrestling for a while. And this was 100% true. This was a real interview with him. They didn't even have anybody interviewing him. They just gave him the mic and let him go. He said uh, that he had a little bit of cancer. He didn't elaborate. And then he had to be gone for a while, and he was gone for a year or two. Came back, wow. and apparently it had, yeah, he'd had some kind of stomach cancer. And he'd lost a lot of weight, but it was all, you know, like a tumor. Um, and he was never this big jacked-up looking dude. He was a big dude. But not a big like Hulk Hogan jacked up looking guy. No, um, he was just fun. He actually made wrestling fun to watch. Yes, he did. I knew. Did you ever know? Young... Ever look when that guy closed his hand though? His fists were huge. It's like well, I couldn't imagine those... really punch that guy. Well, those guys that wrestle like that—they're big human beings, man. Yes. I mean, look at Andre the Giant. He was seven foot four, seven foot five. Yeah. I mean, another one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day was The Undertaker. That dude was a fucking, yeah. he was a beast. Remember, we saw him live. The only, you lied to me that day, too. You fucking lied to me that day. I don't think so. You said we were. Yeah, you never did tell me what we were going to. You said, "Oh, we're going to go to a, we're going to a sporting event." And you know, I wouldn't go. All right, I'll go. You with went you. with me three I'm times. Fun. You went. With I only me went you. Times. I don't know. I only went with you yes. once. No, nope. I only went three you times. one. Three no, times. I did not. Yes, you did. And I must have been drunk. No, well, probably, but no, you were there. One time. I only we went, went once. One time. No. One time we went in your truck. We met everybody there. One time we went in my truck when I had the flat tire. And the next time we took the car. No, the flat tire was coming home from the fucking Giants game at fucking four in the morning. No, no, no. That was the wrestling. I thought it was the Giants game. The Giants and the A's game. That that went 18 goddamn innings. Nope. I don't know. We've been so many freaking places together over the last 30 years. I don't know. I get <laughs> I get my dates mixed up because there's so many <laughs> there's so much shit we've done since we were 14. Well, not 30 years, but damn it, 20 20 plus years anyway. Um. Okay. So before we go any further, because we're going to talk about all the sporting events we've seen. We could talk about that shit all day. You know that. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the pay-per-view last weekend. This was a big one. This was a big deal. Okay? I, Main event with I, TJ I, Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt. 
Yeah, see, I didn't, I did, I didn't pay for it. I just don't have the money right now to be spending. But I heard. Now, let's get into the main event first because I didn't agree with this. I'm, I was tired of seeing it the first two times. <laughs> I did not think the third time was going to go any different. No, it's only the second time they fought. Well, whatever. The first, the first go around didn't go all that well, and I didn't think the second go around would go any different. And not if you're a Cody fan. I don't like either one of them. Now, <laughs> I'll give UFC this. Yes, they were they trained together, so they know each other very, very well. They used to train yeah. together anyway. Now they're just yeah. art. Now they're just arch enemies. They just don't like each other at, at all. No, granted. It took a while to get that word out, didn't it? Shut up. Tough word. You know my vocabulary yeah. is not that extensive. You don't have you don't have to hey, make fun you, of me. You fucking you got asshole. It out. Hey, I'm saying at least you got it out. It might have took you a couple of minutes, but you got it out. I got it out. Now leave me alone, fucker. Yeah. Um. But it's good for UFC. That's about all I can say about it. Well, I still don't like it. I think it was a stupid match to make. Um, Cody got knocked out the first time. He never defended the belt. Never did anything. He beat Dominic Cruz by decision. Dominic beat TJ. And as we all know with MMA math, you can always count on it not working which means if Cody should have beat TJ going by MMA math, that means TJ is going to win every fight because MMA math doesn't work. And Never does. it's just the way it is. So the first fight was pretty cool. This fight was stupid. You know, there's no way this fight should have happened. Again, Cody didn't win. He never defended his belt. TJ had to, after he lost the title, had to go win three fights against very good fighters to get back in title contention. And Cody didn't do anything. He got knocked out. TJ lost his belt on a split decision that was very close. I do think TJ lost to Dominic, though, but it was a close fight. So he had a right to be kind of, you know, hey, that was close. He comes in. Cody comes back, wins the belt off a solid win over Cruz. And never defends it, but then loses it. Gets knocked out. So they give him an immediate rematch for what reason? What possible reason did Cody have to have earned an immediate rematch? None. There was no nope. reason. Should not have had that fight. And then he got hurt and they had to postpone it. Finally has the fight and gets knocked out even earlier in the next match. So I just Cody's probably... And they're probably going to fucking rank that guy number two in the world now. And I'm listening to this. You and I were talking about this before the fight, like uh, a day or so before the fight. Cody literally went on air and was talking about this fight coming up, saying how he was going to go knock TJ out, and then he was going to give TJ a rematch so he could knock him out two out of three. I'm really wondering where Cody stands now that he's been knocked out twice in a row. Is he going to be clamoring for a third fight, or or what's going to happen here? I don't know. I mean, because he is okay. from that famous Team Alpha Male camp, 
So we don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe they should test Cody, or maybe Cody can move up to 145. Um, I don't know. But whatever he does, it's obvious he's got no chin. He's got good power, and he's fast, but he, he can't take a punch. MMA, MMA math theory. It's true. Everybody knows it. I know. It so, doesn't work. That's what everybody knows. So you had Connor Diaz won. Connor gets beat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We all know Connor moved up in weight. I think Connor was just gassed because he's not used to carrying that weight around in a fight. That was that's my whole thing on the uh, on that first fight. Great fight though. Don't get okay. me wrong. Great fight. Yeah. So you come to a rematch. What does MMA math tell you with this rematch? Nothing in a rematch because you don't have anything. MMA math, you need three three people, Jason. It's a, it's a very simple concept, probably lost on you. It's a, maybe a little too hard for you, but it's a simple concept for us people that can actually think outside of, uh, you know, ones and twos. You'd be great with binary, but you're terrible with anything past binary, Jason. I, I know you know what binary is. I know you know that joke, so run with that, okay? And then, why do you have to? Why? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Hold that up. That shit was funny. <laughs> Hold up. Fucker. Hold up. On, dude. dude, that was funny. Yeah, I'm fucking just that was. A, I had to think for a second funny. Come on. Come on, man. That shit was funny. I just compared you to binary. That's good. I'm glad you're not... I'm just glad you, I, I'm glad you passed third grade math. That nobody Barely, in that but I did. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> so that he, since you passed third grade math, barely, I'll give you an A for effort since you know what that term means, <laughs> motherfucker. You, you know what? To be honest, I know what the term means, but I really knew once I started watching Futurama. <laughs> I didn't fucking oh, learn that shit, shit in school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never okay. once knew that in school. <laughs> uh, so well, I'm going to get off track here for a minute. I never do this very often. I usually stay on track with our show. I never go off track. No, you do never. not. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, Shut you're up. you're always off. Track. Dude, if you stay on no, track no. for two minutes, we're doing good. Derail for the eighth time tonight. Okay, go ahead. I'll let it. I'll let it happen. Now that you're calling me all these hurtful names, and I might have to commit suicide after the show because yeah, hurtful. Did you say hurtful? all these hurtful comments and all that shit? You know, I'm you know I'm fucking heartbroken here. I might have to commit suicide after this because I never heard these terms before in my life. But I wouldn't joke around about that. No, I'm just you know me. I'm just fucking around. Yeah. I'm helping you move. And I always thought okay. your He-Man collection was a joke. No, ladies and gentlemen, it was. No, 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 that's not a joke. I told you, that's real. I really do have one. Again, I, I don't play it. with them. I don't play with I, them. It's just a collection. I didn't, I didn't believe it. Why would I lie about that? I don't know, but I didn't believe it. I'm not going to lie about Until, it. Until... I saw your collection. Don't get me wrong. You didn't impressive. see it all either. That's not no, all but of it, though. Don't get me wrong. It was impressive because you had shit that came out like in 
1950s and shit. No, it was the 80s. Well, whatever. Yeah. But a grown man that's got a He-Man collection. That's... Again, collection, but it's not... um... It's not something I'm going to play with and do this. It's something I like to look at. It's cool. It was fun when I was a kid. Hey, look, I can still collect these things. I'm not going to play with them or anything. Um, I have my own, you know, I don't live with my mom. Um, nothing like honestly, that. It's just, honestly, I wish. I, yeah. I don't know what happened to them since I got divorced. But up in, my, up in our storage loft in our garage. I kind of had the same thing that you have in your garage now. You know, you have a pull-down ladder yeah. and a bunch of storage oh, up top. Nice. So yeah. I had you got a bunch of you got a bunch of uh, you got a bunch of you got a bunch of porn in yours too. Nope. Well, yeah, I did, <laughs> but I got those back. Yeah, I got the Vanna White. Yeah. I got the Vanna White Playboys. <laughs> I got all that shit back. I don't know where they're at now. <laughs> I can't find them. No, together under your bed. They might be. That's very that's very possible. Um, yeah. But I wish I had my comic book collection. Oh, dude, I bet. Did you have a good one? Um, yeah, I did, and they were all wrapped in plastic. Some of them were actually in cases. Shit, really? But I had, yeah, I had what uh, the second edition of Punisher. Um, a lot of old Garfield comics, a lot of old Snoopy comics. Um, oh wow! I, I had the third edition of Superman that came out. All of them wrapped in plastic. Now, were these, I probably. Hey, were these comic books you actually read, or did you just collect them and not read them? No, I never touched them. I never. I bought them in plastic, okay. and I put them away. I they. Okay. When I bought them, when now I don't know how they were touched when they got to stores. Yeah. Um. When I bought them, they never came out of the. I see. Mint condition, dude. I wish I would have shown I you my comic... comic collection. You would have loved that. I have about fifteen to eighteen He-Man the mini comics. But I had they're, some comics that I actually that I priced out. The second edition yeah. of Punisher. I want to say it was nice. worth almost seven hundred dollars. Jeez. Mint condition. Yeah. I had over 5,000 comic books. Wow. Not all of them are mint. A lot of them I, a lot of them I did read. I was a big So basically Garfield. what you're saying is you were, you're a bigger loser than I am. Your comic books. Okay. I wish, I, honestly, I still wish I had my baseball card collection. You saw that at one, oh, point, at one point. Oh, dude, we used to trade cards all the time. I know, but where did all mine stay? They stayed in a plastic, you know, in the card uh, plastic holders. A lot of them were just never bent, never wrinkled. I never knew what happened to them. Yeah, you you know what I still have? This is a killer. I still have, when I went to a Giants game back in the 80s, Will Clark, Kevin Mitchell, um, base back then, was it Matt Williams? Yeah, yeah, you had Mitchell, you had Clark. You had Matt Williams, Robbie Williams. Thompson, Jose Uribe, um, yeah. Candy Maldonado, Rick, Rick Russell, Russell, Scotty Gorell. Okay. Okay. So what Bob they were Brantley. doing, I have, 
I have them from the Giants and from the A's. And the A's were McGuire and Kim Seiko. Those were the two big names. Mother's and Cookies Henderson. are set. Mother, oh, wow. Henderson was set in oh, wow. The plastic dude, they did not give never they did not give a lot of those Mother Cookies cards out. I want to say there was opened. only 2,000 of those things made. Yeah. It, those are still in my garage, never opened. I would go get them priced out because they might be at worth a little bit. I'm not saying a pretty penny. No, maybe a hundred bucks, but it doesn't matter. They weren't. They weren't like. Um, well, well, they weren't top. Uh, yeah, I don't or, know. Yeah. They had over tops. Is they smelled good? They smelled like cookies. They didn't smell like fucking ten-year-old radioactive gum. Yeah, but you have to admit. Going to the store to get that big league gum, and you got a package of baseball cards with it. Oh yeah, that's the okay. only reason so, I bought it. Anyway. Gum tasted. Okay. Oh, the gum was stale and tasted like shit. <laughs> so you went off on your, your your tangent again. That's fine and good. Whatever. Um, we got to get back to this. We got to at least cover this pay per view before we go. So, All right. The big one. The big news from that night was Henry Cejudo beat the greatest of all time, the number one pound-for-pound fighter, Demetrius Johnson. Oh, wow. Split decision, though. And Dana White pops up with, well, I don't know if we're going to give Demetrius an immediate rematch. Demetrius, the best fighter in the world, pound-for-pound, the guy who defended his title a record number of times. And he lost by a split decision, which most of the media outlets had him winning. And Dana White says, well, I don't know if we're going to give him a rematch. Cody Garbrandt, who goes out, never defends his belt, gets knocked out. Yeah, we're giving him an immediate rematch. DJ? Nope. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. No. That is shitty, shitty management, in my opinion. No, that don't make sense at all. Nope. So, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of this happened. We talked a little UFC, some Invicta. There's Bellator coming up this weekend. Um, Darren Caldwell's fighting this weekend. That's going to be kind of fun. He's taking on Nawad Lahat. Um, who else? There's another guy on there, Taiwan Claxton. He's pretty much he's an up-and-comer, 2-0 right now, but he's an up-and-comer. There's some big names on that card. That's going to be a fun Bellator event this weekend. So I would suggest you and I set our DVRs now because both of us are stupid and we tend to forget these things, even though we talk about them all week. Um, yeah, well, kind of like that. I want to say it was before the last uh, the last event that I have recorded. Yeah, I think it was the free the the free one on Fox, and it was yeah. actually a big card. It was a pretty stacked card. Record the main event. I record uh, the prelims, <laughs> and the prelims were badass. Actually, the prelims were fucking they were off the hook. That was actually one of the better nights Fox have actually put on. From the prelims to the main card. 
Yeah, it happens. You know what's kind of cool, though, is, you know, as long as they haven't announced it, Monday, September 1st, oh, you're not going to be up here. Never mind. You're only up here for a day. That's too bad. Well, Monday is a... September, September 1st falls on a Saturday. Okay, so Saturday, September 1st, Invicta is coming on. There's going to be a big Invicta card. It's going to be a good one, Jason. It's going to be uh, Verna Jandaroba defending her title that she just won, the strawway title, against a very, very good Janisa Morandin. Um, Dan- Diana Firmino taking on Pearl Gonzalez. Raquel Paolui is back against Shannon Young. One of my favorites here, Mallory Martin's taking on Ashley Nichols. Mallory Martin's badass. Kelly D'Angelo is taking on a lady you might know, Lindsay Van Zant. Kay Hansen's coming back. She's a badass. Um, it's going to be very, very cool. Well, we, since I'm going to be up there for just that one night, I'll just get me a 12-pack, well, an 18-pack of beer. You know me. And we'll, yeah. we can barbecue and watch fights that night. I guess we don't need that. I guess yeah. we don't go to the Moose Lodge that night. No, I uh, I got a barbecue. We're ready to go. Cool. And my mom's looking forward to coming over for lunch. Oh, man. I can't wait. Uh, it'll be fun to see her. I haven't seen her for like two years. Well, you haven't seen her, well, almost two years. About two years. Yeah. It will be 23 months. You haven't seen her since my dad passed away. And that was October 14th. And and before uh, that, 16. I hadn't seen it for what? I hadn't seen it in about 15 years. Yeah. But you know what? I have to give it that up to you that, cool. that day. You actually drove four hours, stayed the night with me the night before, drove me to my dad's funeral, let me get eh, – no, I wasn't wasted. No. I was buzzing a little bit. Wait- I wasn't fucked up. No. It was just a very emotional day that day. It was. Took you, I, well, I you bought you dinner me. that night. No. I bought you dinner that night at Red Lobster. Well, you know what? You really should thank me for is your dad's sister kissed me. Oh, that was and not my I dad's sister. Oh, yeah, that was my dad's cousin. Okay. That was gross. Yes, and I but didn't leave. Funny. But funny. <laughs> well, it was maybe funny for you. <laughs> it was fucking Because hilarious. I noticed as soon as she started getting like that, everybody else laughed. And I was standing there <laughs> not understanding what was happening. Yeah, she was Which tells me you, apparently, yeah, this is something that happens around you guys. And you guys all know to leave when she gets a certain way. Dude, she was hammered. Just so our listeners know, this is about a 75-year-old woman. Well, she's 62 now, but, yeah, she's close to it. She, just, she thinks yeah. she's all that in a box of chips, but she's about fucking four knives shy of a block. And ugly. It was not okay. Bit. And it was not okay. She took advantage of me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. No, but I bought I, no. But I bought you dinner that night. Yes, I needed more of that you, stuff in my mouth. 
I had to clean it out. But I asked you, but it was cool. I said, what do you want for dinner? And I said, and he said, red lobster. I'm like, well, let's go. I fucking, the dinner was great. I, I don't know, it was 50, 60 bucks for two guys. I had a couple beers and we had some good seafood and drove back up here. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But I forgot the main highlight of that day is you and I went to Twin Pines on our way home. What? And I think I went about 150 bucks. And I won about 150 bucks on the blackjack table. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what we're going to do is we will be back next week, same time, same place. We're going to be talking about Bellator. We're going to be breaking down the UFC card that's coming up the week after the Fight Night card and a little bit of this um, Invicta card. Hopefully, we'll have an interview because I was talking to a lady, two ladies, two female MMA fighters recently. One of them stated an interest in fight, uh, not fighting, in coming on the show. Again, I'm not going to name names because then it won't happen. So, Jason promised he's going to get us a boxing interview next week. He said if he doesn't get a boxing interview, he will never, ever, ever come back on the show again. So, he's going to get a boxing interview next week. And you know that's right? a fucking lie. I never did say Could that. Be. Could be. But until then, we will post it on Facebook as soon as we know about the interview. And with that, I will say good night. Jason, up to you. You have a good night, and uh, we will see you next week.